Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk, live. Welcome back. Again, my name is Jay. I'm the host of the show. I am excited to introduce in the studio tonight, joining me live from Southern California, Mr. Josh Richard. Welcome back, Josh. <laughs> Great to be here, guys. We're missing Jeff tonight, but we're going to try, and, we'll we're get gonna try and do this without him. We'll do it in his honor. We'll, we'll do it well. Uh, welcome, uh, Evis Love Heath, the man of the land from down under. He uh, calls Australia home. Welcome back, Ev. As always, brothers, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, we will miss you, Sir Jeff, but always here in spirit. And as, uh, yeah, Jeff Fasano is back uh, back somewhere in the Midwest, I think the Kansas City area. He is actually on a photo shoot at some event. Uh, so we, uh, we wish him great uh, success and enjoyment as he's, uh, as he's behind the camera doing what he loves to do, his purpose and passion in life. As we take a moment here to welcome our viewers and listeners that are joining us live on all three live streaming platforms, welcome from YouTube, LinkedIn, and of course, Facebook live streaming tonight. If you should pick us up on a replay, you can catch us on uh, our podcast channels, all of them from Spotify to uh, Apple to you name it, we're there. And as well as on replay, you can pick us up on Delay, on Roku TV, and also Amazon Fire. For our viewers and guests, if you should hear something that you like or love, we do encourage you and invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. And being that tonight, it's not a quad, it's a threesome, it's three of us here. Um, we have no idea where tonight's show is going to go, other than the fact that tonight's show is episode 105, and tonight's show is all about reframing your brain. What is the difference between the mind and the brain? There's so many other parts of how to, how can we actually manage our thoughts that come through our brain? Josh has having had uh, spent some time really deep diving in, doing massive research on the function of our brain and how it impacts our life and our experiences in life. I actually published a book called Ship for Brains. Uh, but in the meantime, before we go there into this episode, understanding the role of the mind and the role of the brain. Josh, uh, I'd like to invite you to set us off tonight, set us up with perhaps inviting our viewers to join us on a beautiful meditation that you actually shared with us in the green room before we went live. And I loved it so much. So I was like, Josh, why don't you just do a replay and, and, and have our viewers join us tonight? So. I love it. Well, yeah, we do a quick little meditation together before we jump, before we hit the live button and drop in with all of you guys. And so uh, I, I love this idea, Jay. It's like a little behind the scenes on the pre-show that we, uh, when we meet together and we get ready to do this for you guys. So here we go. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. And this is all about 
we, we get to change our state. We can change our state. And I want you to take a deep breath in with us. I want you to breathe in love. I want you to breathe in light. And we're going to exhale any stress of the day, any tension, any worries. Everything else can wait. This is our time right now, and we're going to breathe in. We're going to breathe in the light of the universe, the love of the universe. We're going to feel it washing over our bodies because we are light. We are love. We are energy. We are raising our energy together. We're going to breathe out. And what we do before the show is we invite the truth and the wisdom of the universe to come through us. We are conduits. May those who it needs to land upon tonight be here, be out there with us. May we connect with them and they connect with us. Because we are co-creating this experience in our lives together, all of us. When the root of love and the root of truth, and the root of our truth, and in the root of our passion for living a full experience in this world, experience in this life. So with love, with truth, with that power behind us, with all of us together in this beautiful space, sharing space together, we are going to open another show. I do want to take a moment here, Josh. Thank you for opening us up with a, a short meditation. I want to welcome uh, a few people back. To see. We got uh, many guests, viewers that are joining us, but I do want to acknowledge new viewers tonight, Catherine and Patrick, who joined me on a hike and heal couples relationship this morning. Uh, she says, hey, Jay, it's the love of butts from our amazing hike and heal this morning. <laughs> welcome home, Catherine and Patrick. Welcome home to Real Men Real Talk Live. Also, uh, of course, we have Julian Bowie joining us from, I believe, Scotland, and it's the middle of the night. And of course, my newest member of the family, Milo, who's decided that he has a few things he'd like to say uh, while we're <laughs> live on air this evening. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the, all of our viewers that join us week after week, we appreciate you and we love you. Um, June, of course, coming in from Toronto, Canada, welcome back. We've missed you for the last couple of weeks, girl. And of course, Sherry, uh, Sherry Olson, Shannon Thompson, Elizabeth Richter coming in from, of course, across uh, overseas as well. Jason Pudney, uh, who has become a, a, a close friend of mine these days, uh, living uh, somewhere in the Camp Verde area. But I see him a couple times a week in Sedona. And there's so many more people that are joining us. Welcome to the show this evening. And um, wow. Yeah, Jillian says, hey, Milo. Hopefully, Milo will be uh, behaved this evening. <laughs> I want to take a moment here. Who wants to kind of, and of course, Nancy Clarkson is going to be coming up this weekend to Sedona from Mesa, Arizona. She's jumping in for a beautiful nice. hiking hill experience with her son. Nice. So I'm looking forward to meeting Nancy. She's been a viewer of our podcast for some time now. And uh, well, she reached out and, and here we are. We're going we're gonna to spend some time together. So I'm really excited. Gentlemen, I hope that. you've had an amazing week. No matter what's going on, no matter what we're facing, no matter what challenges, what other obstacles may present itself in a moment, we always have a choice to either 
Um, embrace it, receive it with love, and understand it's always there to teach us a lesson or two. Uh, so I hope you've all had a beautiful week, no matter what you've actually had to encounter. But as we jump in tonight's episode on reframing your brain, who wants to kick us off tonight? Josh, you want to, since you're up in the top shelf, or we're going to have, well, there we go. Ev, you're the Light man. us up, Ev. <laughs> oh, I was just going to have a drink. Thanks for that, brothers. <laughs> but here from the land down under, brothers and sisters, thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, from the bottom of my heart. And uh, us brothers here tonight, sorry we can't be with Jeff. But as I mentioned at the start, I know the brothers here in spirit. And I um, just want to ask yeah. you a quick question, brothers and sisters, you know, like, and Josh was taking us on that beautiful, quick, deep dive, that beautiful inner journey. How did that make you feel? Did you give your time to actually be in a nothingness? Or was your brain, your mind running 100 miles an hour? Were you able to close your eyes? Were you able to let go of what you did yesterday or worry about what you're going to do today or tomorrow? You see... Currently on this planet right now, my brothers and sisters, I don't even need to say it, but we all know that uh, stress levels are absolutely out of the roof. Anxiety is at its highest. Uh, depression rates are up right up there as well. And for many of us, unfortunately, we're choosing in a certain way to stay in these particular vibrations. And a lot of it for me, particularly on my own journey and what I share with my clients, does really come back into how we are nurturing something that we call our brain. Now, look, there's going to be a couple of facts I know my brother and uh, I will drop tonight, particularly in regards to the science of this beautiful thing we call our brain, but really in understanding just what this brain is about and how it can really help you regulate certain things like these lower vibratory emotions that, believe it or not, do come from your brain, brothers and sisters. It's not your heart. It's from a place in your brain. But actually come from the place in your brain where you can start regulating them and actually developing through brain exercises certain parts of your brain that help you with mm -hmm. better memory, which help you with, uh, let's say, better uh, uh, opportunities to be able to live out a life that you want to live. So many of us are living today like it was yesterday. So many of us are worried about what we've got to do tomorrow. So how can we do something like Josh just took us on at the start of this show to allow ourselves to live out the best possible life that we want to live? And tonight on the show, my brothers and sisters, if you really listen to what we've got to say, I know we're going to be able to give you a deep dive to, for you to start creating a reel that you want to see out in your movie screen. We are going to light it up tonight. You know what? I'm, I'm feeling this is my favorite topic, and I I am so excited we finally went here. I can't believe it took us this long <laughs> to come here, but you are not your brain. I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it four more times throughout tonight. You are not your brain. You are not your thoughts. We are can learn to be the conscious observer of our thoughts. And then the really awesome part is, and why the word reframe is in the title, is because we can then choose to ignore unsupportive thoughts 
and reframe into supportive thoughts. And that is all the control you will need in your entire life. And I speak very passionately and very intently about this because my thoughts very literally almost took me out. And yes, um, it was like, I, I've explained it in the past, uh, my critical inner voice, that, that critic that, that I had to live with for like 15 years that just got worse and angrier and more vicious and hostile. I mean, the words I said to myself, I would never utter to another person. Think about that for a second. Yeah. What is life like between your ears right now? What are the words you're using against yourself? And those words elicit chemical responses in our body, depression, anxiety, all of the, uh, the numbing. I was a king at drinking to try and get that voice to go away and to try and quelch those awful feelings that those, that, that critic inside of me created. And those chemicals in our body, we don't realize that our thoughts are triggering those too. And it's bringing down our health. It's creating all that depression. It's creating that anxiety. And, and all with this whole process happening, we don't think we have control. But we actually do. And we're going to share that with you tonight. Mm. A thousand percent. You're going to walk away with not only tools, but the knowledge on how to do it, how to reframe successfully for yourself and create change in your life. A hundred percent. And brother, why do we just lose control? Like, why do we lose control of some of these thoughts within our lives? Well, it's the brain is a pattern recognition machine. So it's basically trying, it's scanning the world and our environment um, to seek out potential danger, potential threats. And then what it's also trying to do, and this is why creating change in our life is hard. It's because the brain's trying to conserve energy for running from that tiger. You know, our, our, our bodies uh, evolved over time. The body hasn't evolved into today's world. It hasn't had the time to catch up with all of this bombardment of all of this stuff and we keep getting triggered and those rejection and all of these emotions keep getting triggered and our body is in constant flight or flight. So it's trying to put us back into like homeostasis, put us back into sleep. And the problem is when we have patterns in our lives that aren't supportive, the brain rather would rather keep us there than burn uh, energy from our prefrontal cortex to create new things. And so there's ways we have to trick it um, to get into these new patterns because the brain is really, it's always just trying to round out information, put things into its boxes that it knows. It's trying to stay in this like a low, you know, kind of like cruising in a, in a, in neutral on the car. It's trying not to burn energy. And that's why creating change is tough. And your brain actually fights you because it keeps trying to go back to sleep. It's like, no, why are we burning energy trying to do this new thing when it's just easier for us to do the old? And that's why we feel that push and pull and that tug when we really, really desire change in our lives, but we keep getting sucked back into our old patterns and the way that, we, and we like to call it asleep. 
when we're just asleep and motoring through life and, you know, not creating change, not getting the things we want. And we're just in pattern world where you're just running in pattern land. How do we, how do we break that cycle, Josh? Because before you go there, I'm going to post this up here. Angela Blakely joining us this evening from the Chicago, Illinois area. Welcome back, Angela. You know what? We love you, girl. We really do. Um, she says, I had this conversation last night with my partner. We know your partner. He's been here. Uh, in any event, all kidding aside, she says, those negative voices and thoughts can keep me stuck in this perpetual cycle of anxiety, depression, worry, etc. Though I do my affirmations, I pray, I journal and meditate daily. It's like I'm trying to talk myself out of these negative spaces, but my mind seems to stay in the comfort of that negative. It's a constant battle that becomes yep. quite exhausted. Now, I I want to I want to invite one of the, one or two of you guys to to kind of take a stab at this and jump in, and maybe really uh, share with Angela a couple of tips or tricks or tools on how she can, uh, let's say reel her brain, her thoughts back in so she's not living in a state of battle and uh, exhaustion. And by the way, Angela, guess what, girl? You're normal. This (laughs) is normal for most, like probably 98% of the, of the human, human mankind, human beings. That's what we do. And we feel you. We've done that. You're not, this isn't just your, this isn't just your challenge. This is all of our opportunity and what's, what's amazing is that most of us came from homes where we weren't taught much yeah. about the brain. We were just taught to use our, use our head to think our way to solutions. And that's mm. part of the, the challenge is that we think that we're not thinking hard enough or we're not, we're not investing enough time in our thoughts to help us get to where we want to go. But mm. there's a whole other way to live. Mm. So which one of you gentlemen want to jump and uh, kind of take a, take a spin at this one with Angela? Uh, I was going to say, brother, I'll think, I'll I'll just quickly jump in there for a second, brother. And if we can just really bring it all the way back and understand what this brain is. I mean, it is literally a supercomputer. And I said this in a video this morning, brothers and sisters. So when we open these eyeballs, think about your computer or your device that you're currently watching on. You need a lens to allow what into the brain to receive information. It's light. So Mm -hmm. we as a human being should be allowing the sun, the natural light, to produce the photons that come in, creates electric charges for a place in our brain called the optic thalamus, which goes back to the visual cortex and produces a projection or a movie, an image of what you see out on the reel. Now, then it comes back into how have you been brought up? What are the programs that you're downloading into this computer, this supercomputer? What is the information that you're allowing into your lenses? For me, when I started to deep dive into the brain, I knew the information that was making my brain race a million miles an hour was definitely not serving who I was choosing to be at that time. We have a choice to allow what we pay our attention to with these lenses. 
the brain does not know the difference. And I know most of your brothers and sisters would already know this. The difference to what is going on outside of you to what is going on the inside when we close the lenses. So what does that mean? For me, particularly in what the sister's saying, number one, we need to slow down. We need to really slow down. When we can slow down, we actually allow the mind to stop racing. We allow the mind to actually settle down. And then we can actually become aware of some of these thoughts that are maybe getting into these anxiety states, et cetera, et cetera. So what happens with the middle part of the brain, and I'm sure Josh will dive in deep, but I don't want to steal your reign here, brother. Mm. But with that limbic brain, what happens with the regulation of some of these emotions, pain, pleasure, and all these other emotions, is that there's a part of your brain called the amyg um, amygdala. And some of these words, man, I still get tongue twisted over them. <laughs> but this part of the brain will basically try and regulate some of those more negative emotions or it can actually grow in size. It is now proven that a, a magnicula can actually shrink the more that we meditate, the more that we actually slow down. And a part of our brain, which is basically called, I think, Josh, you might help me here, the, the default mode network, which is for you allowing your brain to wander off and just let it go all different places, it allows it to settle down and stop the mind from wandering off. So for me, one of those big tools, and we look past them, I've got clients that say, yeah, Rev, I do walking meditation. Yeah, Rev, my running is my meditation. No, 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 no. They're forms of meditations. But we need to slow down, brothers and sisters, to allow brain waves to come to a resting point so we can start changing the reality we want to see. Because when we're in this beta brainwave state, we are conscious, we're aware, we're alert. But when we can slow down, just when we're going into those rested states, going into that more alpha brainwave state, we become more relaxed. And then when we can get into a meditative state, we're hoping to get into a theta brainwave state where we can possibly go in and really get into transcendental meditation, which allows us to get into that delta and gamma. And brothers and sisters, that's where the magic happens when you can start recreating the story that you want to see. Wow. You know, uh, Ev, thank you for sharing that. And that, I mean, clearly you guys are, you're, you're as close to brain experts as, as I want to coin you in this moment. You clearly, you have, you have learned, you've done your research and you have a great understanding of the function and the role of the brain. But for those of you that may not be comfortable with the type of meditation yet that Evis is talking about, it, that does not have to be your only gateway to slowing your, your mind down. There are other tools that I found early on in my healing journey that really helped me slow down my mind because I knew that I was living in a, that chronic state of fight, flight, or freeze, living in that chronic state of cortisol and adrenaline being released from the brain, flooding my body, 
creating the perfect storm for disease to set in in the body. And through my own um, self-seeking ways to learn how to pull myself out of that state of fight, flight, or freeze, and understanding that when I'm there, I'm not here. And when I'm there and I'm repeating those same thoughts, somewhere between 70 and 90% of the time, we repeat it like Groundhog's Day, I'm, not, I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm doing my, my health a disservice and all of my relationships outside of myself. So I want to ask you, gentlemen, from your perspective and your experience, what role can music play in distracting us from our, our thoughts that aren't serving us? What role can and does nutrition play in our neurological health as well? Who wants to take a jump? At either one of those two. I actually, I want to. I'm going to jump back for a second, okay, real quick. Yeah, please. Because uh, <clears throat> um, Ev, you, you brought up a, a beautiful point that I wanted to uh, run down that road for a sec. Was that um, that lens that you're talking about? And I have a great analogy, and this is where a lot of this really helped me wrap my head around it. Um, so when you go to buy a new car and you're looking up that car online, and you're um, researching the car, and all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. It's like there's thousands more on the road all of a sudden. It's like you yeah. see it on the highway passing the other way. Well, that car has always been there. It's just that you told your brain that this is important by researching it and by you, this pattern. Remember, the brain is pattern recognition, and this is going to be important. And this is how it happens, is that you focus on something intently for days, weeks, even go test drive it, whatever. The brain says, oh, let's find more of that. So when we get caught in these negative cycles, when we're beating ourselves up, shaming ourselves, blaming the world for things happening to us, the brain goes, oh, let's find more of that. And then you, you notice all the crappy things in the world and the shitty things in the world. And you miss the beautiful day and the flowers that are, you're walking past. You know, So we have to tell it what's important. And this through meditation and like Ev was saying, that lens, the, your lens actually changes. Your world will change based on what you're telling the brain is important. And I have a trick. And this is what I did right after I nearly commit, committed suicide. This was my first brain experiment when I walked away from the parking garage. And for those of you who don't know my story fully, I almost jumped Angela to silence that noise, that exact horrific space that you're talking about of living in that nightmare day in and day out. I almost jumped for peace. And that's the God's given truth. I was willing to take it that far because I, after a decade of it getting worse, I couldn't stand it anymore and alcohol wouldn't take it away anymore. And I was just in this living negative nightmare. So the first thing I tried, it was, it was when I started to learn this and started to learn that we can use repetition to actually install things Again, the prefrontal cortex, your rationing part of the brain burns a lot of energy. So if you hold a thought over and over and over and over, the brain gets really pissed at you and tries to go back to sleep. And then you keep thinking the thought over and over about 20, 
three, uh, there's different studies, but around 25 days, we'll call it. The brain will actually say, all right, if you're going to keep thinking this, I'm going to implant it in the automated part because you're burning all this energy and I want to go back to sleep. So when I learned that, I was like, whoa, hold on, time out. I, I can install stuff? And so what I did right after the parking garage is I put one word. I was like, what if there was one word to describe my crash? What is that word? If I had a, um, the alcoholism, the drinking, the numbing, all of that pain and all of my, it was the word should. I was using the word should against myself in the past, in the present and in the future. I shouldn't have done this. I should have seen that coming. I should be doing this tomorrow. Like when I started to become aware, and again, awareness is our key for unlocking all of this, start to watch your thoughts. And when I started to do that, the word should was littered like a minefield all over my life. And it was all that pressure I was putting on myself. It was that weight, that depression, that anxiety, all that heaviness. So I was like, I want to eradicate the word should from my language in my head and out loud. So I made myself a deal for a month. And this is great. This work isn't hard. And I want to share this with you. It just takes intently observing and reframing. So the deal was, I, if I stated the word should in a sentence out loud, I had to back up and restate it with a different word instead. Now I chose the word could because could has option in it. It's not this harsh word. And, uh, it, you know, you could have done that and you didn't, and that's okay. There's, there's lightness in the word. There's a lot less pressure. So I reframed the word should to could for a month, whether I said it out loud or in my head, I had to go back and restate the sentence. Now, what this is doing, just like focusing on the car, we're focusing on one thing we're telling our brain is important. So I'm, fi I'm consciously finding that one thing as often as I can throughout my day. I'm just doing this in my head and catching it and reframing it. And that's burning energy in my prefrontal cortex, my rationing part. And the brain doesn't like that. So around 25 days, and I remember the exact day my brain took over and, and automated it for me. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. There was, there was a perfect moment when I would have normally beat myself up and I didn't. And a lightness came. And so it works and it's not that hard. We just have to focus our attention on it. And repetition, Angela, pick one thing. Don't, and I, I love the affirmations and I love the meditations and all of this stuff is great and useful, but pick one word that you are really brutal on yourself or encapsulates a lot of pressure and reframe one word and do it for a month. And I swear to you, I did three months in a row. I did should, could, I did anger to love, and I did, um, uh, self-love. And in 90 days from almost jumping off a parking garage to silence my negative voices, I was living a completely different life. And I'm not saying that dramatically. And I'm not saying that as the sales pit, this is just me sharing. And I had a site, I took it down, I need to put it back up. But I took I vlogged through I video vlogged through the whole thing. And it's incredible to watch 100 days later how different I was without all of that pressure. This work 
works. We can watch our thoughts. We can reframe them. And it's, it's not hard. I don't want to, I don't want to implant any idea that's hard. All we have to do is just catch it as often as we can. And that's the trick. Anyways, I'm well, off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I, I love that, brother. I absolutely love it because it is definitely one thing that I share with my clients and it goes back into, which I've talked about on the show with my three-by-three method, where upon waking, I ask my clients uh, on the start of their journey to actually journal down every three hours what those thoughts are, what those wow. feelings are, what, is, what mood are you in? You see, this allows us to become the observer of some of those that, that racing, that, that, that constant repet- yeah. uh, repetitive thoughts that are going over uh, over time, basically. But I would like to now dip into and understand uh, specifically for what the sister is saying as well, is that we've got to understand now this connection that the brain has with the body. Mm. Now, this is where this stuff gets deep, because as I was talking about with this uh, amygdala, please say it properly, amygdala amygdala, <laughs> this, part, this part that controls the fear and anxiety within our life, but it also releases that stress hormone that we know as cortisol. Mm. So if we are flooding out our body with that stress hormone, now the body starts to control the brain, not the other way around. So we need to start flipping the script and ask ourselves, what is the body holding that keeps us in this fear and anxiety? What is the body holding in these times of stress? What is triggering this body? So that's when we go and start asking ourselves, what is the information through the food that we put into this body? Mm. What is the information? Are you giving your body enough movement and exercise, which is also proven to prove your, your improve your short-term, your long-term uh, memory to make your brain sharper, to make your brain clearer, to allow some of these organs that I'm talking about of the brain to actually some of them shrink and other organs in your brain like your hippocampus, which is all about being able to place new memories within the brain to allow you to start living, like I said, out the movie that you want to see. But until we don't understand the relationship that this brain, body, mind has with itself, then the body is going to keep controlling your brain, not the other way around. I hope that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, Alf. beautiful. You guys, said. you guys, uh, you guys are lit tonight, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just taking a backseat here, and I am just enjoying. I'm enjoying this because this is. This is such an integral part of living a life of inner peace, of learning how to embrace serenity, of learning how to experience calm, stillness, ease, comfort. It doesn't come because we flip a light switch or we turn on a candle or we light a candle. It happens when we are willing to show up for ourselves. And what it takes, Josh, you said it a couple of times now, it doesn't have to be hard work. You've heard me say this and I'll say it one more time. It's simple, not easy. And what makes it not easy is our own choices that we don't understand that we can't pray our way there. 
and we we also I don't believe that we can just meditate our way there. We have to show up for ourselves. We have to commit to the process of showing up consistently every day. I refer to this. You've heard me before say this. The four C's can even come into play as it relates to our mind and learning how to manage our thoughts. Mm-hmm. The four C's are there's courage, there is commitment, there is consistency, and then there's compassion for self. Meaning mm-hmm. if you're finding that you're not quite getting it right away, that's okay. Look, it took Dr. Joe Dispenza 10 weeks, 10 weeks to come out of the wheelchair and walk across the room with, with six broken vertebrae that he self-healed through this, this mind exercise that he created for himself. It took him 10 weeks practicing four hours a day mm-hmm. because he chose not to have Harrington rods and put into his spine because he knew he was 20-something and didn't want to spend the rest of his life living in physical pain and addicted to pharmaceuticals for that. Mm. So... He was a beautiful example of how when we understand the power of our brain and that we can take control of our brain and we can take control of our thoughts and we can change the outcome of our life, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, and spiritually. When I learned that from Dr. Joe back in 2017 at the Heal documentary, I was like, dude, if you could do that. Can I do that with my blood flow? Can I create collateral blood flow in my body so that I don't have to end up in a wheelchair with a leg amputated with no blood flow? You see how this works? And Jay, share with them the news that you just found out this December. That my blood flow is uh, back to 100% without any arteries in my right leg. And, you know, for me, Some people say that's a miracle. Western medicine says you're complicated. No, I'm not complicated. What I am is I got educated. (laughs) What I became was my own advocate. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hijack where we're going with this, but just as passionate as you are, Josh, because of your own experience of understanding that once you took back control of your brain and you learned how to manage your thoughts, you saved your life. You change the trajectory yeah. of your life. Simple, not easy. You had to invest a lot to get from there to here. I had to invest a lot. Part of the process is no matter what, you never give up. Part yeah. of the process is no matter what. When that little boy or girl within gets impatient, and gets irritable and discontent, and wants to just throwing a towel, you can say to that little child within, not here, not now, not today. Today, we're going to take a different approach. We're going to take a different action step. We're not going to numb out. We're not going to check out. We're going to actually check in and learn that we have something called superpowers that I shared with with Katie and Patrick this morning in in the wilderness. And I only learned that not because I read a bunch of books, I learned that because I stepped into my own healing journey. We have infinite possibilities when we're willing to invest in ourselves. And I talked about, and I mentioned nutrition, Ev. How does nutrition affect the mind? How does nutrition affect the brain? 
Oh, like a yeah, beautifully said, brother. And like I just mentioned not long ago, you know, with all of the stuff that I do, and particularly within the health and fitness, that you really complements the wellness stuff that I do and mindfulness stuff that I do for clients now. I would say number one, we've got to start looking at our nutrition, my brothers and sisters. Understand also what this brain is composed of. The brain is not a muscle. It can work like a muscle. It's actually composed of 60-70% fat. Hmm. So wouldn't that make sense to me that I would have to start getting in some good fats? Hmm. We know it's proven foods like with the omega-3 fatty acids are vital for your brain health. Full antioxidants, good fruits, all your berries, blueberries, strawberries, what other berries you've got over on the other side of the pond, all essential for the brain's health. So when we're talking about food, brothers and sisters, again, we're talking about information. What information are you putting into your body to fuel the brain? This then will allow us to complement, like I mentioned, the movement of your body, which is going to allow those neurotransmitters that we're talking about that's going to fight off depression and improve the mood of your life. Things like these endorphins like, oh, Josh, you've got to help me with these pronunciations, man. Um, <laughs> norepinephrine? 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 You've got it too. No, yes. <laughs> yeah. What I've said. <laughs> and serotonin are going to help, like I said, to really decrease the levels of depression within your life from exercise. Yeah. But we can't exercise or move to help this brain and get it good oxygen flow and blood flow without putting in the right foods. So it can be quite an intricate intertwining and, of all of these dimensions that we're talking about it sounds like a lot but for me number one brothers and sisters think about what you're putting into your body that's going to fuel the brain there you go there you go and here's the thing too we don't want to scare you with the word commitment or scare you with all these big changes just do little stuff yeah baby Take step a little walk get your body moving Adjust some of the foods you eat. Um, and we're not perfect and we're not expecting this to be a perfect process on ourselves. So again, that's all the pressure, right? Do this in a loving, kind way. If you're not great one day and you screw up, hey, I eat pizza. I like ice cream. I'm <laughs> The whole thing is, is taking that pressure away, right? So it's okay not to be perfect as long as we are trying to make conscious choices better conscious choices for ourselves watching our brain and making uh and reframing more supportive thoughts from away from unsupportive thoughts and we do that a majority of the time those little changes all together diet sleep uh reframing our thoughts and yeah i want to talk about sleep hygiene i'm not done on that one yet but uh all of these little changes combined start to make a massive change. And so it's not this, I went to, I have said it in the past too. I went to uh, success seminars for a decade and spent way more money than I want to admit on air 
searching for the answer from somebody outside of myself, the light switch. And I can tell you, I spent all the money and went to all the things. Um, there's not some light switch wisdom that's going to change your life. It's all the culmination of these little things. There you and go. That's tell, the tell, big secret. Let me ask you this, guys. Uh, I, I like to refer also to there's a process around we have the capacity to rewire our brain or rewire the neurotransmitters, as, as you mentioned earlier, Ev. The, the rewiring of the brain is really the process of changing uh, the negative thoughts that we have allowed to control our life, to control our relationship with ourselves, to control our relationships with others. A lot of what we're talking about here truly is about we have the capacity to learn how to rewire our brain and and utilizing some of the tools that we've mentioned. I've mentioned we talked about nutrition. I talked about music. I don't I'm not inferring hate music. I'm not inferring music that amps you up, but music that brings drops you down into the parasympathetic nervous system response music like uh, that just calms you down, lowers your heart rate, lowers your blood pressure brings you into that, into that calm nervous system response. There's just something else. Well, a few of our, our viewers tonight have mentioned the word gratitude. How can yes. gratitude change the trajectory of our thought patterns in a split moment? What does that look like, Josh? How do we do that? Big time. That was one of the things I did for those three months when I picked one word to reframe. That was my focus throughout the day but I did a gratitude list of 10 things I was grateful every morning. And just like you're talking about, Jay, that's the rewiring, right? Yeah. When, we when we focus on the negatives, our neural pathways grow in those negative ways. So uh, an amazing tool, and I'm so happy you brought this up, is gratitude. Because every day, then you are wiring those neurotransmitters in a new direction, in a positive direction. Yeah. And it's not it's not just an affirmation. It actually rewires your pathways. The, what we hold most in our conscious thoughts, your brain is going to grow in that area. And so and when I was negative for years and years and years and years, my life and my world became very negative because I was focusing in that area. You know, I'm I'm curious, Josh. And I, we could go. We, we, this could be a two plus hour show tonight. We're <laughs> we're coming up on fifth, 14 minutes before the hour. But yeah. I wonder how much of how we show up for ourselves through our repeated thought patterns are they even ours? Right. How, go, how much of how you speak to yourself and how much you 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 think about yourself is 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 an is a hijack? Meaning your brain has been hijacked by your mentors and teachers, the people that raise you, your caretakers. How many of our thought patterns are just a repeat or a replay from how we heard whoever our, our parents were that raised us, whether it be mom, dad, both, an aunt or an uncle, or if you're in foster care or wherever you were, how much of it is even ours? Probably most of it. Ev, what do you what do you what do you make of that? Well, that's where the introspective work comes in, doesn't it, brothers and sisters? You know, you really have to take auditory and do a self check 
on are these programs yours? I know many of the programs that weren't serving me at the start of my journey, uh, awareness journey, were, were not my programs, but I happily received them. I showed gratitude for them, like you mentioned, and I happily passed them back in my own ritual. So, you know, really important for the introspective work to really become aware and arch yourself. Are these thoughts mine? Is it within the company that I'm within? Are the programs being passed down? Or is it this perpetrator that keeps telling me I'm a particular way based on some trauma or some abuse from the past? So when we've become more mindful of some of these things, it keeps us more present, brothers and sisters. And whether it's like Jay mentioned, 60 or whether it's 70 percent, We've got to take note that 70, 60% of our thoughts daily are negative. That's a crazy stat, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So when we become aware of that, we simply have to change our actions. I'll say it again. We have to change our actions. If we want to change who we want to be, we've got to, we've got to be different. We've got to move this body around different and act like who we want to be. Otherwise, it'll keep playing out, like I said, those past programs or some of those things that maybe have passed down to you or the company that you were within. Exactly. So we could, we could reframe it right here, right now, gentlemen, and just call it a brain hack. Because really, that, that's what we've been talking about is I understood that if I wanted to to make it past that, that, that window of one year that I knew if I didn't, if I didn't have the courage to change, I wasn't going to make it past one year. I had one year or less. Mm -hmm. And part of that, a huge part was I knew that I had to hack my own brain. I had to hack my thoughts. I had to hack my ego. I had to learn how to take control of that instead of allowing my brain and my thoughts to control my life. Because you see, there's a different, there's a different part of, within myself that I understood that if I could reach that place, that I was going to be more than okay. Mm. And that place that I realized is that I no longer wanted to live in my head. It was time to access and learn how to live in my heart. Mm. Heart is where love is. Heart is where pure, the pure essence of authentic, unconditional love is. And we were all born with that. It's our life circumstances and experiences and traumas and pivotal moments that hijacked us from staying there. But we have the ability as adults to come home, to find our way back home to the heart space. And what we're sharing tonight are just different tools, different ways to access our heart space and tune off or tune down the head space so that we no longer are living in that internal chronic pain that's developed. And the other thing, too, is we kind of alluded to it, Ev, tonight is, you know, when you realize, when you catch yourself and have that moment of clarity and awareness that, you're off to the races again. Ask yourself this question. Is it true? Whatever the thought is that you're in, 
ask yourself, is it true? Because most of the time, our thoughts take us either to the past, which has also usually a very heavy negative darkness, heavy energy to it, or we leap ahead to the future, into a future trip. And the future is going to bring us into all the, all the what ifs. The past brings us to all the, all the should have, could have, would have. That's regret, resentment, anger, self-deprecating guilt and shame and blame and feelings of injustice. The future takes us to the future takes us to fear. And when we're in all of those thought patterns from the past or the future, we're missing out on the present. The present is the gift. Totally. So how do we bring ourselves back into the present? How do we take that, that freaking fishing line that we cast out to sea and we let all 400 <laughs> yards go and then we get that bite and now we got we to gotta work it to bring it back in? How do we bring our own line back in so that we stay more in the present moment and we don't allow our mind, our thoughts to hijack us from the gift of the present? And the, the mind isn't a muscle, but it's like a muscle, right? The more we work it out, the better. The reason we're all successful in our lives now is because we reframe all day. I constantly reframe. Um, it's part of me now. It's beyond a habit. It's just what I am. And that reframing keeps us out of future tripping keeps me out of when I catch myself yeah. in some fear cycle about, you know, what's going to happen two, three weeks from now, I drop it. I, I, I catch that thought in the moment and say, you know what? I <laughs> firstly, how often has life gone the way I wanted it to? <laughs> right, secondly, right, right, right. <laughs> secondly, the only thing that's constant in life is that it always changes. So I catch myself and I talk to myself in that moment and I say, you're wasting a whole lot of energy worrying about this because you know what? It's all going to change or show up however the hell it's going to show up anyway. So <laughs> let's just let it unfold and I'm going to decide not to stress about it. It's a choice. We have choice. And I get it. The brain is such a, f that fast paced machine that Ev was talking about we do have to slow down a little bit to be able to catch these thoughts. And that's our job. Our job is to catch, is to give ourselves the food, the rest, all the things that make catching these thoughts easier. And then we choose new ones and we catch ourselves when we're running in these patterns and we're stuck because I get stuck in ruts too. I'm not, we're not impervious to this. We just reframe all day. <laughs> it's just a now what I do. I choose some more. So our thoughts and our emotions are fused together like a coin. You can't have a thought without having an emotion. And so think about that. You know, when we choose new thoughts, it generates happier emotions, grateful emotions. And that generates new um, chemicals in your body, supportive chemicals. You're going to walk into work situations, opportunities, from a different place instead of being stuck in your head and all that, you know, you, when we walk into the elevator and we don't say hi to anybody and we're thinking about our day or this or that, or we're stuck in the drive or we're walking, you know, into work thinking about all the things that day, we're not interacting with our world. 
opportunities are not going to come to us. So when we do this work consistently and then we show up in life differently and then opportunities start to come our way because we have conversations with people instead of being stuck in our head. And then someone says, oh, wow, you're into that. I didn't know that. And then here, you know, you should talk to this person or that. And your life starts to change. So, but it's, it's that energy that we talk about and that Ev talks about so much. Ev, I want you to close out with like energy, but it's like these things make a difference, not just for us feeling better, but the world is going to respond to you differently because you're gender, you're co-creating now. You are, you, we are the creators. This is in our power. And all of these tools tonight are exactly what it is to take back the driving, the steering wheel in our lives, take back that control. And it's not hard. We just got to stay diligent and watch it and be kind when we fail and do it again and do it again and do it again. And that's it. So, so, so Josh, what I, I want to say is that each one of us right here, right now, we've been there. Totally. All three of us have, I don't want to say learned how to master. We, we've learned how to manage in a much healthier way our mind and our thoughts that have us being able to sit here tonight. We're not coming from book theory. We're coming from our own reality. So we know it works. We didn't even... We did not even touch on breath work. How can breath work help <laughs> Man, us? There's, there's plenty on this subject. There's definitely a round two, brothers. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're going to bring Jeff Channel <laughs> back in next uh, week yeah, for uh, uh, part two on the brain. Uh, because we didn't even get into also what is the difference between the mind and the brain? Is there a difference? Mm. And that's, that's a question that I can't wait to hear the answer to. But as we approach the hour, Ev, I'm going to invite you to close us out tonight. We will do a part yeah, two. Uh, I just made that executive decision. Uh, next week, we'll be back uh, with part two on the brain and the mind because this shit gets real. We're living in it every day. We can't, even when we're sleeping, it's going, right? Even when we're sleeping, we wake up. Even if we go to sleep with what we're thinking about, a lot of times the first thing we wake up is the, the last thing that we were thinking about. Mm -hmm. So There's so much. This is such a deep, deep topic. It's the single biggest thing we can do for ourselves. The mm. single biggest thing. We live our entire lives within this, these six inches. From the moment we wake up till the moment we go to sleep. Mm. This is our reality. You can't escape it. I tried. <laughs> so this it's the one control we have. So yes, we're gonna we're gonna continue this journey next next episode 106 when Mr. Jeff Fasano joins us back from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, as he is again on a photo shoot this evening somewhere in Kansas City. I know he's uh, he's living his purpose and passion in this moment. Although he did reach out to us and he let us know uh, in a green room this evening that he misses us and um, he's sad that he's not able to be with us this evening. Uh, Ev, why don't you close us out with some closing thoughts on uh, on the brain and our thoughts, and uh, we'll we'll come back next week. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much other than thank you, my brothers and sisters. Look, it was packed in there tonight, and I'm definitely going to be watching this. I generally listen to our replays as of the podcast, but um, 
you know, there's a lot of information in there and there is quite a, a lot of science we dropped tonight. But at the same time, my brothers and sisters, keep it simple. Like we mentioned, think about some of these things that we're putting into our body. Allow your best possible position to, to, to allow yourself to start playing out this movie you want to see out in the real. And it really does come down to that choice as Josh and Jay have talked about tonight. So, look, on that note, my brothers and sisters, I don't want to get Keep deep diving. We'll wait till part two next week. But uh, <laughs> two from here sure. in the land down under, thank you, thank you, thank you as always. And uh, my closing thoughts right here, right now, Sherry Olson says, the only way out is in. And with that, Hello. peace and blessings. I love you guys. Let's put a pretty bow in a show and call it a wrap. We'll see you next week on Real Men, Real Talk Live. Viewers, thanks for joining us this evening. Please share it out in your in your community, on social media. Share it with your friends and family. And uh, we'll see you next week on Real Men Real Talk Live. Do some self-care this weekend. Turn off the mind. Turn into the heart. And uh, let the magic unfold. I love you guys. Peace and blessings. <laughs>